global controls will have to be imposed and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. <laughs> Eric, open your mind. <laughs> Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. <laughs> that, 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 that's some interdimensional shit. <laughs> Wake up, Aaron. Yeah. This is only the beginning. There's you just blew my mind, Tim Foyle Yes, and welcome to another episode of Tim Foyle Hat. Thank you all for tuning in to the last episode. There was uh, a little chaos, a little craziness, but it's back up and we're rocking and rolling. So thank you for all your support. Uh, thank you for coming out last week and seeing me do stand-up. And I hope you guys came and rocked out. We had a great time because this is being recorded on Thursday and put on a Monday. But I'm sure we packed it out. We're going. I'm. I can't believe I'm doing stand up in Alabama. Ow! How crazy is that? <laughs> I love That's it. Fun. That's fun. I love it. Okay, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Lucy Gum. That's right, Lucy Gum. So we'll get into that in a little while today. I'm not going to do a lot of the uh, a business today. I'm going to get right into. What I've been wanting to do for a long time with one of our guests here, I've been wanting to uh, do this topic for a very, very long time. It's very personal to me, and uh, I'm going to do an episode on this every year, so this is the first one, and uh, we're going to be discussing the Armenian Genocide today. Joining me, I'm very excited, he is the publisher of the California Courier, Harut Sasonian. Did I grab? Bam, man, I got that, I got that, bam, 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 bam. And then also join me, I love her to death. She's one of the most talented comics and musicians I know. Marit, ah, oh, fuck, Mariette <laughs> Sujunian. There we go. Bam, I got that one. Mariette Sujan. Oh, if you man. Missed it. I, 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 it was so much pressure. I got to myself. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate Thank this. You. Thank you so much. As you know, the Armenian Genocide, uh, we're going to debate whether it's been recognized or not recognized. It has touched my family personally. I called my um, my aunt today, and we were talking about it, and it was super sad. Like, her her father's sisters were all mowed down dead in front of, right in front of him. He almost didn't even make it to America. It's pretty bad, and uh, I think it's very important that we get this message out. We get the word out. How has it affected you? You have family in it? Um, yes, my grandfather was a survivor of the genocide from Adana, and uh, basically the day he was born, uh, his father heard about his birth, and uh, the Turkish soldiers there were mocking the father and were, were like, okay, we'll let you see your son before we kill you, and they decapitated him in front of, the, in front of my grandfather's mother. Oh Grandpa's my mother, God. They decapitated him. I don't know if he even saw my grandpa because, you know, and uh, they walked through the Syrian desert with all his siblings and um, they got to Tel Aviv, Palestine. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it, it was hurtful to know that about my grandfather and his family. And um, my father, I'm very proud of him because he's really a high Todd soldier and he, there's not one protest he's ever missed in his entire life. Wow. He has closed his store every single year. 
um, not because he has this prejudice against the Turks, and he, it's because he wants justice for what happened to his father and his people. And uh, my grandmother, she wasn't born during the genocide, but she told me about how um, they hid in a basement. And, you know, a similar story to Siamantos Khertama, where, uh, you know, you have a mother who can't feed the baby, can't make milk for the baby, and the baby's crying, and there's a lot of people in the basement. And she either, like, if if the baby keeps crying, they're going to find all these people hiding in the basement, oh inclu- including other God. children, including other children. So what does she do? She kills, strangles her own child. And, you know, so, I mean, this was, and I could really imagine myself, I sometimes think about it, and I really feel it what they went through and you know some people have the feeling some don't there yeah. are armenians that really don't and we're gonna get into all that yeah um how did you get involved in this because you're probably one of the most knowledgeable people on the subject well <clears throat> i've made this my uh, lifetime uh, objective of uh, bringing justice to the great crime and injustice committed by the turkish government to my people so when one and a half million innocent men women and children get killed for no reason they're innocent people and we're the few that survived we have a, a serious obligation to make sure that that crime does not go unnoticed it's not forgotten and that people are made to pay a price for their crime and it's such a shame and it's not just something that happened 100 years ago this is happening every day in our lives because to this day, the Turkish government and a lot of Turkish denialists, they deny that such a thing ever took place. Still. So, so the, the wounds, you know, they keep scratching the wound open and still hurting. A lot of people say, why don't you forget something that happened 100 years ago? Well, I'll be the first one to be very happy to forget it if the Turks apologized and made amends for the, for the crime they committed. But when they say, no, we didn't do it, you're lying, that's... Uh, you know, adding insult, yes. insult to injury, and it's not something you forget. That they 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 remind you of of of, of I mean, what we, you suffered. We in this country, if we deny any major event, any catastrophe to any group, we get pounded on in this country. If you uh, minimize slavery, if you minimize the Holocaust, you minimize uh, even nine eleven, you get ridiculed. Yet this thing, uh, this awful event, the Armenian genocide never gets recognized mm-hmm. and you can openly say to everybody that it is not it never happened well as they say it takes a great man or a woman to acknowledge their mistakes like germany they committed the holocaust but the german government acknowledged it paid billions and billion dollars in, in compensation reparations and they uh, support israel in whatever they do through this day they're trying to ma- Make up for it. And this happened on our land. Yeah. So. Uh, Well, that's the big difference between the Armenian genocide and the Jewish Holocaust. The Jews were killed in a foreign land, whereas Armenians not only lost the people, but they also lost their culture, their civilization, their roots. They were cut off from their roots. So where does this all start? How, where, what events cause it? What it, you want to talk about what it means to be an Armenian and how this war affected that. And so why don't you begin with there? Well, Armenians, uh, to begin with, are an ancient race, an ancient civilization going back to thousands of years. They lived in their historic homeland. There, there were no Turks, no Turkish government, no Ottoman government, none of that uh, back then. The, uh, the Turks came in the uh, 14th, 15th century. 
they uh, conquered. Uh, and this is what the Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire, they conquered Constantinople, which is now Istanbul, and they destroyed the Byzantine Empire, which was a Christian nation, and they also overran Armenia and the Armenian uh, highlands, and they took over. So Armenians, Greeks, Syrians, other minorities, they lived. They lived like slaves. Uh, you know, in in their own land for sent for six six hundred years, and they they had to go through all sorts of uh, uh, you know uh, Pain, un- unfair unfair you know uh, tra- tra- treatment prejudice. They came and took their children away from them and put them in the Turkish army, raised them as Muslims, and didn't let them uh, learn their uh, really yeah the. Uh, uh, Raped a lot of Armenian women. Yeah, a lot of the women they kidnapped okay. and raped. And, and, and with, the, with, the, with the children, there was a special uh, army called the Janissaries who were a special army of the children of Greeks and Armenians who were kidnapped from the families at the age of one or two and raised as Turks Muslims. And they were the fiercest fighters for the Ottoman Empire. Yeah. And un- until they, over time, they disappeared. But uh, so after 600 years of living like this, and Armenians uh, were very educated, yeah. uh, very uh, hardworking people, uh, like a lot of other minorities, like Jews and Greeks in the Ottoman Empire. We grind. And, and, and they, they, ha- they ran the commerce of the empire. They r- r- reached the highest levels of various uh, professions. Uh, they were doctors, lawyers, members of parliament, Diplomats, they knew multi languages, which the Turks did not. So, at 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 some point uh, when World War One was about to start, the uh, the young Turks who took over from the Sultan from the Ottoman Empire uh, leadership, they they thought this is a wonderful opportunity for us to get rid of this uh, minority uh, in our country, and they wow. want and they wanted to establish the, uh, the Turkey they had from Turkey all the way to Central Asia. You know, there are a whole bunch of Turkic nations, Turkmenistan, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, etc. Ottoman Empire was huge. Yeah, they wanted to make a huge pan-Turkic empire, and standing on the way were the Armenians and and the Greeks and and, and the Jews. So they decided to eliminate them. And a lot of people uh, also mistakenly think that Armenians were killed because they were Christian, Yes, we were Christians, Christian minority. And in fact, Armenians were the first nation to adopt Christianity in 301 AD in the, in the world. Yep. Ten years before the Roman Empire became, became Christian. That's official. Uh, yeah. But, but basically what the Turks were doing against Armenians more than religion, because, because it's not Muslim versus Christian. Armenians have lived in Muslim lands for many, many decades. We have no problem in Iran, for example, with a very strict Islamic government. We have no problem in Syria, Iraq, Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, where there's Islamic Arab countries. But but the Turks, it was a different problem. It was a racist attitude against the minority, and they resented what the minorities had. They, they, they had, you know... Uh, different professions that they they had wealth that they owned properties, so during the genocide by eliminating them, they also took over everything they owned, and uh, they told them everything is safe. Just we're we're going to take you away for a while, then you'll come back and we'll have your property. We're going to hold it for you. Well, they never saw their property, their land. My grandparents, just like our oh story, my God. you know, were also killed. You know, during the genocide, and and uh, they. 
came to to Syria, and where where I was born, I was born in Syria, uh, as a result of the deportation and and the genocide. Oh my God! So uh, now, you know, it, it it's bad enough to, to to be a victim of a mass crime in uh, 1915 to 1923. It lasted eight years, but it's another thing to have another hundred years of surviving the genocide and being constantly told by Turkish leaders, no, you're, li- you're lying, it didn't happen, it's the opposite, Armenians killed Turks, which is really insulting. And, you know, I mean, Turks were a huge empire, yep. and we were a little minority, yep. we had no weapons to fight, we had no troops, yep. uh, how, how do we kill? Around this time, also, the, Turkey, the Ottoman Empire is starting to crumble, right? Yes. It's been extended too far. It's overreaching. This is what happens with most yeah. of your empires. They try to take over the entire <laughs> world, and they just don't have the resources. They call, they, call, they call the Ottoman Empire, towards the end, the sick man of Europe. And they, they, they owed uh, billions of dollars in, in debt to Germany, to England, to France, to Russia. They couldn't pay. Armenians were helping them pay their debts to the foreign countries. And uh, the, so the, the, the young Turks that took over from Sultan, initially the young Turks were supposed to be very liberal, open-minded people. And in fact, they, they promised the minorities that we're going to take care of you. You're not going to suffer anymore. You're going to be equal to anybody else. Uh, it's, it's a new country, a liberal country. But then they did much worse than all the other massacres that came before them. The Adana massacres. Right. So... When who are the young Turks? Are they the entire army? Are they just a part of the government? Are they just a bunch of hitmen? Like who are they? Are they the SS of the Turkish? Is that what they were? Yeah, very close. These kill squads. Yeah, they're just. There's a picture of them. If you, it's 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 not a, it's it's not a military uh, group. It's a group of young men, who were educated. Many of them in in the West. And uh, some of them were uh, raised in Salonika in uh, in Greece, and uh, some of them Sometimes. were converted uh, into Islam from from their Jewish heritage. Uh, they were Zionists, apparently. Yeah, and and uh, so th- there's a lot of uh, history that goes into this, and uh, you know there were some Jewish circles that were trying to create Israel, and they promised to cooperate with the, with the sultan uh, that if we help you uh, with, with the west uh, you will give us israel and they even uh, try to do propaganda in, in the west trying to cover up the armenian armenian massacres oh, and, of and, course. and the genocide so that they would look good they were doing a favor to the sultan the sultan would in return give them give them the israel which was occupied by the ottoman empire at the time it was called palestine and uh, so that, that's the story. And then as a result of the genocide, as I said, Armenians lost their lands, their culture, their language, their heritage, music, everything. And, and uh, there were million and a half people that were killed, and, and uh, several hundred thousand of them, there were about two million Armenians at the time, several hundred thousand of them were escaped yeah. to, to all over the Arab countries in the Middle East and some okay. to, across the border in Armenia. And, and a lot of them came to France, to Marseille, and then and a lot of them came to Fresno and also in Watertown. Oh, yeah, there's... Yeah. Sorry, I just can't help to notice. We're both searching for the Young Turks to show you who they were, and yet the media company comes up. Yeah. Jen Huger and Anna Gasparian, which yeah. is what we have to talk it's about. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, 
That's so, called revisionism, by the way. Well, that's called Google. So, <laughs> so search engine optimization. How does it begin? They just go. They start going into towns and just like yeah. destroying business. Are they well, making all, new laws? How the, does it begin? That's, that's the symbolic value of the day of April twenty-four. On April twenty-four, the Turkish government very uh, cleverly and hideously. They came to the homes of the top leadership, the intellectuals of the Armenian community. They were the members of parliament, doctors, lawyers, architects, writers, poets. And they came to their home, grabbed them. The police came and knocked on their door, grabbed them, told the family, don't worry, don't worry to the wife. He'll come back tomorrow morning. And these people were taken. They were taken to the inland, to Anatolia, in the middle of nowhere. And on the way, they were... uh, like there was a fam- famous Armenian writer, oh Grigor Zorab, who was a uh, member of the Ottoman parliament. Yep. They they took him in the middle of the desert and they took a rock and smashed his, his oh. head. Oh, wow. my God. Alive while he was still alive. So. Yeah, they tortured them. I mean, yeah. it was very similar to some satanic ritual abuse. You see what... I well, study a lot of SRA and a lot of it was that. It was torturing. They they basically, when they go conquer somebody, you take out all the intellectuals and all the alphas. Yeah, it was premeditated then, like that. It was yeah, That was their strategy. They did that in France. I think they did that in Iraq. So uh, so after they they got rid of the leadership, it's like when you when you take the leaders away, the people are like sheep. They're left with in, without any direction, with, with no leadership. So then they came. They went through town after town, town the, the police, the, the army, and and they they told everybody, okay, you have a couple of hours, get 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 up, leave everything behind. Don't worry about it. We're, we're gonna keep it safe for you. And then then when uh, when you come back, you'll get it back. And then they they took them out and. Men and children for for countless days in the desert, in the Syrian desert, they deported them in the heat, no water, no food. And where were they them. moving into? They they were they were moving into the desert in Syria. It was a death march. Uh, it was a death march, and, and my grandfather was on that as a baby. Yeah, and and a lot of them died on the way. A lot of mothers uh, threw their babies into rivers, wow. from mountains and into the valleys because they didn't want their kids being kidnapped from, from them. And they threw themselves uh, from, from mountains. See, it was, it was War very, is very brutal, tragic. dude. Yeah. People do awful things yeah. to each other. These were the young They just tricks. do awful things to each other. Right. So is this before World War II? I mean, excuse me, World War One. Yeah. During World War One. It's during World yeah. War One. 1915. So, yeah. and, and Turkey is at war with Russia as well. Yeah, Turkey was an ally of Germany against Russia, France, uh, England, you know, against the allies. They, they, they were the uh, uh, ally of Germany. And so when Germany lost the war, uh, Turks also lost. They had already on the verge of their empire collapsing. So that, that war they, they lost with Germany uh, it was a, the biggest mistake they they made for sure. Allying themselves with Germany for so sure. So when they lost, the Allies came over and and occupied Turkey, and they divided into various uh, areas. There was uh, Woodrow Wilson drew the map for Armenia, and so there was an Armenian territory. There was a, a Kurdistan, which uh, mapped. There was there was a, they signed a treaty called the Treaty of Sevres uh, in France, and. Uh, the Greeks took uh, the southern part of uh, Izmir or Smyrna was was Greek inhabited, and uh, 
the French were there, the the British were there, and uh, and later on Kemal Atatürk, who is the founder of the modern Republic of Turkey, he started uh, gathering his, his, his troops and his strength and started fighting back against the Allies, and the Allies started competing with each other, who's going to get more concessions from Turkey on oil and other on other minerals and and trade, and they start making. Uh, they giving various things to the, to the Turks to be on their good side, so for their own business, and uh, Armenia, so they sell us out. Yeah, well, 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 but it had a major tragic consequence to Armenians because after the Armenians were, were killed and some of them survived uh, in the desert and came to uh, Syria and uh, Aleppo, Damascus, Lebanon, etc., when, when the Allies took over Turkey. And they were a Christian nation, so Armenians believed, ah, you know, they, because they didn't believe that they were they would be gone forever. They also felt we're going back home one day. So when the Allies came and took over Turkey, the uh, Armenians thought they were going to get it back. They they, they returned. They right. returned, they returned back to right. their, their original homeland, and only only to have the Tur- uh, French do a secret deal with with, uh, with the Turkish leaders, and then. One 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 day in the middle of the, of the night, they they wrapped their the hooves of their of their horses with cloth so they don't make any noise and they just left town and all these poor Armenians were already partially killed in 1915. Oh my God! They were God. killed a second time because the Turks were left alone with Armenians who had come back with the Allies. So the Turks now. Have even more the of French reason. just took off. Yeah, yeah, took off, and, and they left us high and dry. Right. Oh my God. So, uh, the, you know, that's the second part, part two of the genocide. Which uh, those who survived the first one, they they got killed in the second one. Uh, so, the, there's still Armenians left in Syria from the genocide. Yeah. And now many of them were. Uh, you know, left, uh, ran away because of the civil war in Syria with ISIS and Turkey supporting ISIS against uh, the Christians, uh, the Greeks, the Armenians, the the Kurds. Hold on. So Turkey's funding ISIS? Oh, Turkey has done so many things for ISIS. First of all, all the ISIS members came to Syria crossing the Turkish border. And the Turks helped them. Yeah, not only let, let them go through the border, but armed them. And, and when they got wounded, they brought them to Turkey in the hospitals and treated them. Uh, they funded them. They bought oil from them that they oh stole from, from Syria. Yep. So that you know, they if it wasn't for Turkey, ISIS would have collapsed a long time ago. Oh my! Yeah, God. both in Syria and Iraq, the Turks yeah. were yes. supporting ISIS. And it's just so amazing that. You know, when America, like, when our politicians are always like, we got to go and do this regime change in this country and, you know, free the people from the dictator. It's like, who's funding ISIS? And people don't know that. And that, that, that's why we had, remember T- Tulsi had an act, Stop Funding Terrorist Act? Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, I think that, I mean, the, what we're doing in Yemen is just disgusting. Yep. It's oh, just yeah. disgusting. And that's why we protest, too, because we're standing up for genocides that are happening right now. Um, and that's what I'm going to be doing this April 24th in, in the protest. I'm going to be... Where is it at? It's in front of the Turkish consulate. On you have Russia. to come. Yeah. So, so, we, so they go back in. They're making deals with all the allies. We, 
Do they take over Armenia, or does Armenia become part of Russia? What happens after that? Well, in uh, in the meantime, a small portion of Armenia on the on the east of, uh, side of Turkey, which was under Russian domination, Armenians declared their independence in that in that little piece of territory called the Republic of Armenia. And that republic lasted only two years, 1918 to 1920. By 1920, the Turks were attacking it from uh, their side, and the Russians were attacking it. You know, the, the communists took over Russia at the time. It was no yep. longer Russian Empire. It was the Communist Party. So the Armenia fell to the hands of the communist Russians, and they became Soviet Armenian Republic, one of the 15 Soviet Republic, Communist Republics. Well, okay. Uh, until 1991, when they became independent again, they're in the, it's independent republic now, Armenia. But uh, the, so Ar- 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 Armenians uh, were squeezed between all these major yeah. countries. Yeah, I mean Ottoman that Empire, area Russian is Empire, crazy. Iran, and uh, before then there was the Arab conquest when the Islam came to power. So Ar- Armenians were always been at the crossroads of different major powers going through it. No matter who lost, who won, they would trample over Armenia and kill everybody living there. So Armenia's always lost, no matter who won. They, they, they were the playground of the uh, big powers. Unbelievable, man. That area is so, just the whole, it's like that Mesopotamia area where every, everybody in there has been just warring forever. Turkey, Syria, Right. I where mean, everything started, though. Yeah, yeah, that's where everything started. There's something else going on in there. So, the slaughters that were, were there work camps? Were, was it just moving? Because I remember I had relatives with tattoos. That's right. That happened as well. Well, right? well there's a special story about the tattoos, and there's somebody even made a, an army woman made a documentary in, from Sweden about the, the tattooed women. The what it, what happened is a lot of them got killed. The, uh, the American Red Cross sent a delegation and they opened special camps for orphans. So they fed them, they helped them exercise, and they taught them languages, uh, Armenian and uh, English, and took care of them, and they gave them medicine, they, you know, they made sure they survived. So thousands of Armenians survived as, as children. Uh, because of the Red Cross. Oh, that's and, nice. And the Nearest Foundation at the time was a charity called Nearest Foundation formed by the U.S. government. The, uh, be- besides the uh, orphans that were saved, a lot of the orphans w- along the deportation uh, way, they were kidnapped, oh. stolen by uh, Turkish families and Turkish government, and they put them in t- Turkish orphanages and Turkish uh, locations and, and Turkified and made them Muslim. A little kid, one year or two year old, they don't know anything yet. They don't know their name. They don't know they're Armenian. So they were raised as Turks. Uh, as an interesting development recently that just happened a few months ago. For some strange reason, the Turkish government, it turns out, even though we had heard about it, but that we didn't have a concrete evidence, but now we have the evidence. The Turkish government for decades has kept track Every Turkish citizen's ethnic origin. Really? Yeah, they put a they put a note. They put them like one, two, three, one Armenian, two Greek, three Kurdish, like that. They codified them, and and they they had this in their uh, database of the whole Turkish population. And but six months ago, or, or around around there, and all of a sudden, 
the Turkish government announced one day, with no reason given, which was very strange, that it's all computerized, and they gave the website, and they told Turks, you can go in and put your name in and your ID number as a citizen, and it will show you what your ethnic background is. And the whole country went berserk. Yeah, in, in like you're going to find out who's well, Armenian. The website, the website broke down because millions of people tried to go on the website at the same time, finding out there were there were some crazy stories. Like there were some very uh, extremist Turks who hate Armenians, who said the most vicious thing Armenians. They put their name. Armenians. They turn out they're Armenians themselves. Oh, my God. And, and some of the leaders of uh, the staunchest political parties, extreme political parties, end up being Armenians because a lot of the kids were adopted, you know. Holy Turkey, shit. And raised as Turks, and they end up being doctors, lawyers. That's like their MK Ultra over there, mind games, screwing with their brains. Yeah. Wow. So no one to, to this day knows what prompted the Turkish leaders to divulge such a secretive uh, information. Uh, and it almost uh, broke the country apart because everybody found out their Greek origin, Armenian origin, Kurdish origin. It's all written. I mean, the government kept track of these people. The, the Greeks were slaughtered as well. Oh, yeah. The, Who else was the Assyrians. slaughtered? Yeah, Assyrians, Greeks, and Armenians. They were all, it was a genocide committed against all of them. Now, of course, one of the things I, I explain to people when we talk about the, the genocide, you know, the Turks make up all sorts of vicious lies about Ar Armenian, Armenian genocide. It didn't take place, or Armenians, they collaborated with the Russian army to stab Turkey in the back during World War, etc. Well, I tell them, okay, you badmouth Armenians. Fine, we understand. But why did you kill Greeks? No, not even the Turks come up with the lie that the Greeks collaborated with the Russian army. Well, how about the poor Assyrians who didn't, didn't collaborate with, the, with anybody man, in the middle of the country? Man, Syria is just... Yeah. Uh, man, you lost the lottery, huh? I mean, it's like... It's always at war, huh? Yeah. And, and also, when they say that armies collaborate with the Russians, yeah, there were... A, a part of Turkey was close to the Armenian-Russian border, but the Turkish government, they deported the entire Armenian population from everywhere in Turkey, you know, all the way to Istanbul, and, and Istanbul and the neighboring areas are nowhere close, like they're uh, 500 miles away from, from the border. And, and, and even if, let's say, some Armenian volunteers join the Russian army, okay, they're the ones who are your enemy, not the little children, old men and women. Well, what is their fault? In fact, in 1915, I found a document. Uh, you know, I wrote a book about the Armenian genocide with key documents from the period. One of the documents I found out was from the Vatican. And, and the Pope at the time in 1915 wrote a letter to the Sultan saying, we're hearing very concerning, alarming news of mass killings happening in your country. And we are being told that some of the Armenians collaborate with Russians. But what is the fault of the children and the elderly? They didn't collaborate with anybody. They didn't do anything. Why are you killing everybody? It's, dude, because they're just ruthless war criminals. That's what war criminals well, do. Because they just kill for yeah, no reason. Yeah, well, the, their, their plan was to wipe out the Armenian, Armenians as an ethnic group. And that's what makes it a genocide, the intent to eliminate the entire mm -hmm. race. Yeah, that word was coined because yeah. of what yeah, happened. Yeah, that's where they got the whole term was right. from the Armenian genocide. The, the word genocide didn't exist in 1915, uh, but, it, but it, it, it was another term called crimes against humanity. 
and Russia, France, and England, they signed a, together a, a document that uh, warning the Turkish leaders in 1915, saying that you are committing crimes against humanity, and we're going to get you after the war when this is all over, which they never did, uh, because t Turks came back to power, and everybody started worshiping Kemal Ataturk, what a great leader he is, and we have people in Washington sometimes saying, oh, we worship Kemal Ataturk, he's a great leader. No, no, nothing like that, you know. He, unbelievable. He, he just continued the genocide that, that the young Turks started, and he just took over from them, and he jailed many of them. And uh, in, in fact, he made a statement uh, uh, in 1928. He gave an interview to a journalist from the Los Angeles Herald Examiner, which existed at the time, and uh, I have a copy of, of the interview, where he says, the young Turks leaders killed millions of our Christian subjects. This is according to Ataturk, not according to me. Their own leaders uh, acknowledged this in an interview with the... How many people were lost? Well, uh, roughly about one and a half million. And how many total Armenians are there? When? In, well, now? then, yeah. Uh, well, Back then? then? Yeah. Back then, there were about two million. Oh, my yeah, God. Like three quarters were killed out. Wiped out. Wiped out, yeah. Three-fourths of your population gone. Right. They wanted to have one Armenian in a museum. Like the bones of one army. Right, museum. exactly. What? That's, what? that's what Talat Pasha, the leader of the Young Turks, said. But by the time we finish with you, there'll be only one army in, and we're going to put them in a, in a museum. And, and the torture that they did was they basically hiked them into the desert, beat them, put them in working camps, right. raping, pillaging. They had camps too? Kill, like, killing. Like, like Nazis? Like no, they didn't have extermination not, yeah, camps. Yeah, not like that, right? Working well, camps. Yeah, I mean, they, they would, they, they would uh, march in the desert, and at night they would uh, stop and sleep on the sand in the, in the desert. It was like a makeshift camp. It wasn't really a camp okay. with housing, nothing. I remember Dr. Kevorkian saying that he wished his family got gassed instead of the torture that they endured. It was oh a, a way, way more brutal. Um, they have, I mean, there are pictures of women who were raped uh, I mean, and the crucified, naked. And, I mean, it was just... Oh, my God. Some of the pictures of the orphans, some Lynched. of the deportations. Uh, the wow. Could be one of, you know, my grandfather's The, the skulls. And here's wow. the... Here's that's, the that's what I was oh talking about. Oh, my God. People do the worst things to each other. It is yeah. unbelievable. Like, man, we just are just animals. Yeah, and you know, that. Wow. And you, you and know, what it, uh, now, genetically, how different are Armenians from Turkish? Well, the, 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 you know, the Armenians belong to the Indo-European race, and the Turks are from Central Asia, Mongolia, that area, so that we have nothing in common with them. No ethnic, no racial, no religious, uh, no linguistic, nothing. I mean, they just came and took over the land. And, 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 and now they, uh, you know, as I said, I publish a newspaper. In my paper, I wrote an editorial this week's paper where on Turkish TV, a Turk who calls himself a, a gold digger, he's going around where Armenians used to live and uh, looking for treasures oh buried by God. Armenians before the genocide when they told them we're going to come back. So they just hit their gold and silver uh, in, in, the in their backyard thinking they're going to come back. Now this guy is going around and uh, 
Wow. You know, search, searching like for it. Like it's a beach, huh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like people are getting, I mean, the Nazis were vilified, as they should be, right. for stealing Jewish jewels and gold and mm. all that stuff. But these people are openly doing it now. And well, some of the jewelry they stole during the deportation, like they would come to men and women and would say, uh, do, you, do you want a cup of water? Give, give me a piece of gold. People were dying of, wow. of thirst. So they, whatever they had, they would, they would give it up just to get a, a drop of water and their children. So they, many of them got robbed on the way. And whoever left oh, their treasures behind, now they're awful. being robbed 100 years later. And this guy very proudly on TV is explaining <laughs> how he does it, how he picks it up, how he melts it and you know, steals it. And on the top of killing people, they, they continue stealing their leftover treasures 100 years later. And, you know, you were talking about how um, it affects today, but there's something called transgenerational trauma. Right. Which is trauma that is transferred from the first generation of trauma survivors to the second and further generations of offspring of the survivors via complex post-traumatic stress disorder mechanisms. So, yeah, it does. I mean, there are Armenians that don't care about the genocide at all. And we'll get to that. I I really want to discuss the Young Turks. It's um, unbelievable. The show, to but me. Bef- before that, can you um, do you know about Operation Nemesis? No. Yeah. Okay, so let's start. Let's start. So we want to talk about the Young Turks now. Who are the Young Turks? They're a quote unquote left wing news website, and they do opinion pieces. And they're it's a spoke- political chit chat show. Yes. And, um, I mean, they have millions of videos on the Kardashians. Kim Kardashian loses her earring. They have that, but they don't have one on the Armenian genocide. And they're supposed to be a political. You know, they have Anna Gosparian has one um, separately on her channel. And we'll get to that. But, yeah, the Young Turks. The Young Turks, that's like Is a liberal, a progressive. I don't like to use the word progressive. It's like the hip Nazis, right? It's just like... It's literally the stormtrooper. I mean, it's unbelievable. Basically, people compare it to, like, let's say there's a progressive news uh, organization called the Nazis or the Third Reich or um, Hitler Youth. And there's uh, the CEO, which has a history of denying the Holocaust. And there's a Jewish co-host on it. That says the Nazis or Hitler Youth and tells all the other Jews, get over it. Get over it. I don't deny the Holocaust as she sits in front of that banner. I can't believe that, that she goes on that show. How much money is enough money? I mean, dude. She's bought, definitely. So I was but, checking but, her out. Anahid Misa Kasparian. makes no sense. <laughs> Why would you do that? Well, I looked, I looked into this, and she has a YouTube video from 2010 from her channel. A, a blog that she did, a vlog. So disgusting. Um, where she says that she needed a, um, she wanted to go on a trip to Europe and money is money. And she took the job. That's what she says in her own words. For, for a trip to Europe? For a trip to Europe and money is money. And then she said, at first I was skeptical of the name of the show, but then I I chose to have an open mind. <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. It, it makes It's no like no- having a show now called Young Nazis. Yeah. yeah, and you know what bothers me so much about the show is that they see Nazis on every corner. Like, it's all about that. It's Nazis, 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 Nazis. Unbelievable, dude. And, I am so disgusted. Yeah, and on top of that, uh, they have a problem with the name The Redskins. 
they have videos that they are so offended that there's a team by the name the Redskins and they have to change the name of their show. Yeah, so Cenk Uger. Yeah, who's the, this he's guy? He's the CEO of he's this. He's Turkish, obviously. Yes, he's Turkish. And um, uh, let me see. So my friend Hovik Manucharyan, he, yeah. did, he did an article on Medium. And it's basically a timeline of Cenk Uger's denial of the Armenian genocide. So he... For when he created this show, he he already had articles. When he created this brand name, like he didn't create this brand name, but for his media company, he had already written articles denying the Armenian genocide. And so he very well knew who the Young Turks were. He's Turkish. He knows. <laughs> and if you're Armenian or you're a Turkish, you know who the Young Turks were. It's 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 the most offensive, and it goes back to the Redskins. The only reason the Redskins are allowed to go is because Native Americans have no political clout. Right. There's a, several words we could say, the New York N-words, the uh, Kansas City K-words. I mean, we could go on that forever about words that it's the equivalent to. And the fact that Armenians have very little political power is the only reason this flies. It is so offensive. And what's what's really offensive is that so he was denying it the whole time and Anna was working with him the entire time that he denied it. And then uh, he when once people started getting educated about this, uh, he wrote a letter that he's taking back what he said about the Armenian genocide. But basically, it was a cop out. He said that I'm not a historian. So I cannot say... He's so nuts, and he's lying. But he talks about history and all his other videos. So Dude, he, made Anna, he made Anna post it on Twitter. So we're, everyone was like, okay. And then in 2007, no, uh, in two years ago, he finally admitted in a video that the Armenian genocide did happen. Yeah. But it took that long. And it was like a side note just to, you know, for them to check it off. You Change know, because, the name. Because what happened was a lot of um, uh, people started getting educated about it and learning about the name. And what they do, they always say it's right wing trolls doing this. It's the right wing trolls doing this. I've, I've been called a troll by Bernie Sanders supporters. Oh, my God. They worship. Why? Well, these people have tattoos of the Young Turks. They worship the yeah, Young Turks. They're, oh, they're, oh, they so. think they're like these, you, oh, you know. Yeah, they're go- and then, so, so Anna, does, there's, Anna does this video uh, mocking Armenians. You're an effing moron. You're an idiot. Educate yourself. Look in the dictionary. It says, you know, something about it being a rebel. The Young Turk means a rebel taking on the establishment. But... She needs to educate herself. Yeah, it doesn't oh, I matter. Mean, I mean, she's either ignorant or she's lying. Right. I think she's a little bit of both. <laughs> she's probably just finessing the truth. But she probably doesn't even get close to that. That that name it comes from the party. That's where it comes from. And by them doing it and to make it seem like they were these progressive rebels, it's you know, complete revisionist it's re- history. That's what it is. And when you go on Google or any other, like you know. Their search engine optimization, it's there to make you think like can, the Young Turks is something, you know. Can she of, go anywhere where Armenians are? I don't think so, no. She's been, um, they do protest her at certain events. And uh, so anyway, there was this article last year that came out, Playboy, by the writer Artavana. And uh, he basically said that she's complicit 
in this, you know? And uh, she, I don't know, they went crazy. So she made a video saying, calling Playboy out, calling Tavana out, and she totally does a whole spin in the video. Unbelievable. So she puts the part that Jenk uh, talks about the genocide, but that was in 2017. And it's like, he should have made a video called that. Like, just let's discuss the Armenian genocide. He's never let's done that. Let's discuss the name. Let's discuss the name. And so he did that, and then she says, why aren't you guys mad at Rod Stewart? He has a name. Uh, he has a song called The Young Turk or whatever. But Rod Stewart is not a Turkish man yeah. with a history yeah. of denying the genocide. So Rod Stewart is ignorant about it, you know? I would believe if you said Rod Stewart is ignorant, I would believe you, but... Yeah, but that's a song from a million years ago, and nobody knows that song, and nobody cares. And it's a song. It's a it's stupid a sh- song. It's, it's not a, a song. show. It's, it's not, not a, sh- of a progressive yeah, show. It's, it's not even a right wing show if he had a band and his name was Young Turks I could understand how you can say that that's the same thing the band of the name like if their name was and they make jokes oh like oh the third Reich that wouldn't be a smart you know move for a band they do that they joke around about it it's pathetic how much money's enough money man how much money and it's just like this is typical Left, and I'm a liberal, but this is a typical left. It's make a rule and then double break standard. It, There's a double standard, and nobody cares. And nobody cares. And uh, I was a delegate for Bernie Sanders in 2016. This is when it became hard for me because I remember seeing them in 2007 on YouTube, and that's how they became very successful because they were the very first content creators. They were making consistent videos. Oh my so that's God. the trick. It's not about how intelligent or talented or beautiful you are. It's always about are you making consistent content? And they were the first that kind of did that. And I was like, I can't believe there's a show called The Young Turks. I couldn't believe it. It's mind-blowing. My friends and I were like, because I learned about it at a very young age. You know, I went to an army in private school, so I... And... Uh, yeah, and it kept going. I was like, I hope, you know, they change the name of the show because they can do it. Like, Kentucky Fried Chicken right. went to KFC. They legally yeah. can do it, TYT. You can change your name. It's an Networks ego. do it all the time. Of course. They could totally do it, you but they refuse because it's the ego thing. Well, they don't want to admit they're, they're wrong. We're going to have to push back a little bit. So I was a... Um, delegate for Bernie Sanders in 2016 and this is where it was so difficult um, I even went to a rally in Santa Monica a huge rally and Jenk Uger was there giving and then there's Bernie Jenk from the Young Turks and everyone's like woo the Young Turks and it was so uncomfortable and um uh, this is when I would see their videos a lot because a lot of my Bernie friends would like post their videos because at that time, at the time, the media was not really covering Bernie, so they were the ones. And it was a good opportunity for their business too, you know? And people think like, oh, they champion Bernie. These are activists, you know? <laughs> and so... Unbelievable. Um, yes, yeah, so... Uh, not to defend the peop- those Bernie, f- Bernie fans. Unbelievable. But they're like, they're my enough. age. And in my high school, we never learned about the Armenian genocide. No, but, no, but here's the thing. So, which is fucked it's up. It's brought to their attention. Okay? This is brought to their attention. I understand if you're ignorant about yeah, it. Yeah, because I sure. remember watching the Young Turks, like you said, in like 2007, when they started coming up. I was like, this is dope. This isn't regular news. Of course. But as a millennial, yeah. I, like, as my age, I, the only one we heard was uh, Rwanda. And no, of course. The, it's, those it's, are the only two Holocaust. Of I've, course. I've ever because, heard, you know, gen- they make you learn about... 
the Holocaust. They make sure oh, yeah. you know about the Holocaust. And it's in all the movies and it's in mentioned in TV shows, even though it has nothing to do with, you know, that scene. They make sure you know about the Holocaust. But the Armenian Genocide, a lot of people are ignorant to it. I understand that. But these Bernie people, I brought this to their attention. They're calling me trolls. They're deleting me. They're unfriending me. I mean, my own good friends. Well, I had a guy and they're say... they're Armenians. Um, no, but there are Armenians who defend Anna Gosparian. Very few, but I'll get into that. Unbelievable. But, but yeah, Bernie Sanders' like supporters... Not all, of course, but a lot. They love the Young Turks. And the thing is, like, they don't want to believe that they're dishonest. But just with their reporting, they are dishonest. We've seen that in the last couple of years on many topics. Dude, they were pushing Russiagate of forever. Of course. They're idiots. And I'm embarrassed for them. Because they've been on the wrong side of a lot of stuff lately. And the thing and is, a, really lot, sucks. a lot of the thing is, like, people worship these media people. Like, how they worship politicians. And... I had friends that didn't believe in Russiagate. They thought whoever believed it was an idiot up until Jenk and Anna started pushing it. Then they're like, oh, well, if Anna and Jenk are saying it, and they're so smart and they're leading this progressive thing. So um, I don't know. It's just weird. And so Wesley Clark Jr. was on the show. He left and he, w- he went crazy one day on Twitter telling uh, I mean, he's like, I reported Jenk to the FBI. Oh, yeah, he went nuts, so, right? He went nuts, and everyone's like, oh, he suffers from PTSD or something. And uh, yeah. he can't, you know. And uh, he was just like, uh, um, he has some a pack called the... Oh, my God. The wolf pack? Yeah. The wolf pack. And the icon is a gray wolf. So if you know... so. So tell us who the gray wolves are. Yeah, I mean, well, it's an extreme. So he thought Wesley Clark radical political movement in Turkey, the gray wolves, and they exist very well today. And so they think like Wesley Clark the was grave. saying, he was saying that the wolf pack is probably like he's a low key like ultra Turkish nationalist like Jenk, you know, pretending oh to be this. So God. he could be saying that uh, that it's you know, but there was this icon that was exactly like. The Great Wolves. So I'm like, oh my God, that can't be. Now, who are the the, the Great? They assassinated Hrant Dink, the journalist, in 2007. Oh my God, that's how it affects today. So they're like, another like hit squad. Yeah, well, they're very radical, extreme, ultra nationalists, and they the they, hit, they hit Armenians. And they, they murdered the journalist Hrant Dink in 2007. That's why when people are like, get over oh it, I'm like, God. journalists in modern times get assassinated for this. And there are a lot of them in Germany among the Turkish immigrants. They go and uh, fight with uh, any Kurd or Turk who doesn't support their radical agenda, so, even, even in Germany, let alone in Turkey. So Sevag, this is Sevag. I don't know how to pronounce his name, Baliki. He was um, assassinated on oh April 24 really? in 2011, which is Genocide Remembrance Day, April 24. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was a Turkish soldier of Armenian descent. And so after that, his family moved to Armenia, to Yerevan. And I met them without knowing they have a restaurant in Yerevan. And so, I mean, these hate crimes ex- exist till this day. To this day. So I hate it when people say, get over it. It's so unstable. We're not victims. Get over the victim mentality. I'm like, I'm sorry to say, but this exists. For sure. It's, it's really sad. And you know what happens during the protests? Because I have Armenian friends who, like, they are indifferent on this topic. And they get angry. It's a personal hang-up that they have. 
something against their own people something happened like you know growing up where they hate their own people they hate armenians but they take it out on this issue you know but um they get mad they're like we're sick of armenians hating on the turks the innocent turks what are they doing i'm like it's not that we're hating on all turks that's not what's happening but there is a very strong denial campaign and during the protest there's a bunch of turks saying, it did not happen, it did not happen, cussing us out. There are helicopters waving the Turkish flag, saying this is a, you know, this is a lie. Oh, my God. It, yes. It, it's been that for a while. It's unbelievable what we get. And it's all geopolitical, right? Everybody kind of has to work with Turkey. And that's why they're allowed to get away with this. For the longest time, they're Israel's only... Um, only a friend in the area, mm-hmm. ally. It's all that. So they have to play that game. They love war. Where is it national? Where is it internationally with recognition? Okay, well, you know, I've I've spent a good chunk of my life on getting national and international recognition for the genocide. I was a human rights delegate at the United Nations in Geneva, Switzerland, for ten years, where I took the floor and spoke uh, as a NGO, non-governmental organization representative. And the United Nations, to its credit, finally, with a lot of effort, in 1985, adopted a, a report recognizing the Armenian Genocide, and so did the European Parliament, and they've done it repeatedly. And we have about 30 different governments that have acknowledged officially the genocide. The only one that there's a lot of confusion, even among the Armenian community, is the United States, and uh, and and because Armenians confuse the fact that the President of the United States in recent uh, years, uh, does not say, does not use the word genocide in his annual proclamations that he issues on April 24. So the, that that's, leads Armenians to believe that the, the U.S. government does not acknowledge the genocide, which is not true. The just, uh, I, you know, I lecture about this, and I've lectured about 25 countries on the subject, but uh, to make it very brief, one minute long speech, uh, the in 1951, all the way in 1951, the U.S. government sent a document to the World Court. It's called officially International Court of Justice, ICJ, the World Court, acknowledging that there were two genocides in history, the Jewish Holocaust and the Armenian Genocide. So it's written down and sent to the World Court. And there's been tons of genocides yeah. in, in uh, ba- there was in Baghdad, in Africa. Right. I mean, there's been a lot of, of yes. ugly yes. moments in American yeah. history. Right. And uh, we acknowledge all, all of them, and we uh, respect the, the victims of the genocide, and all the victims should have the the biggest sympathy of other victims of, of the same uh, killing. Uh, that, that's why it's so sad when the Israeli government denies the genocide. And uh, I was invited to Israel two years ago to lecture at the university on the Armenian genocide, and there were a lot of scholars, and later on they took me and I had a meeting with the president of Israel on the Armenian genocide. And I, and I told the president, I said, Mr. President, we're not asking you to do a favor to us by acknowledging the genocide. If you acknowledge the genocide, it's the biggest favor you do for yourself, right. for, for your own reputation. How can the descendants of, of a genocide, the Holocaust, deny the genocide of and, and other people? You should be not the last country to acknowledge it. The first country you should have been to acknowledge it. And if you ever acknowledge it, it will be for your own good. 
so that you have some respect in the international community uh, as a decent uh, country that acknowledges the truth and doesn't sell genocide for any political uh, self-interest. You know, this isn't something you bargain with. Genocide isn't something you bargain with. It's one of that million people's lives that we're talking about. It's it's unbelievable. We're not talking about a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, or uh, does Israel something. not want to recognize it either, so that it doesn't? Dem- Israel doesn't <laughs> doesn't yeah. Yeah, devalue I, I must, their Holocaust. But, but I must distinguish between the official Israeli government's position and a lot of the Israeli citizens and Jewish Americans. We have a lot of support in, uh, among the people and among Jewish and Israeli scholars. In fact, they're one of the first ones to write about the Armenian genocide in books and lectures. But the government very stupidly and wrongly uh, denies and, and sides with the Turkish deny, denial. And what, what I told the president was, if on day one, when the Turks pressured Israel to deny it, if he had said no, this is a fact of history. We can't go back and change something that happened 100 years ago just to be your friend. You have to accept history as it is. Uh, then they would have not bothered you. They would have maybe cussed you out and write an article against you, and then they would uh, forget about it. But once you give in, you cave in to their pressure, there's no end to it. Then they will continue doing it knowing that you're caving in. Uh, I give the example of France. When France was passing a resolution in the parliament and the Senate to recognize genocide, the Turkish government withdrew its ambassador from Paris and said they're going to cut off all trade with France. And Tur- France, French government went ahead and acknowledged the genocide. They passed that resolution. And Turkey, after three months, they sent the ambassador back. And now trade is tr- three times as much as it used to be before they recognized genocide. So all these lies, they try to bluff people. They try to bully them, try to scare them. And you should not give in to these people. Once you give in, you're finished. You have to, uh, that's the same problem we have with the US, U.S. presidents. U.S. president is scared of using the word genocide in his annual commemorative statement. Why? Because Turks will be upset. So what? Let them be upset. It's like we can't say Holocaust, uh, let's say, because Germany will be upset. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we'll tell German leaders, too bad, too tough, you're going to be upset. But we're, we're not going to, change the history just because you're not happy with it. You have to tell the truth. You cannot lie about some mass murder. Right? It's just unconscionable. And uh, Yeah, it's just, I'm really in shock yeah. right now. You know, I'm going back to one, one thing you asked that I did not answer about the tattoos. A lot of the uh, young people, when they were kidnapped and adopted by the Turks and also Arabs in the desert, there were a lot of Arabs living in the Syrian desert, Bedouins, they call them. And they adopted them. And the Arabs have a system where they, they put a tattoo on the face, on the neck, or on their hands, on the arms of the children. And each tribe has its own unique way of tattooing so that everybody knows that kid belongs to this tribe and not to the other tribe. So, and, and a lot of the kids at some point were able to escape from the tribe, and they end up in major cities where Armenians live or Europe, United States. So they still have those tattoos. They're very old people. And that's what the tattoos come from. It's like uh, branding that you belong to the, their tribe. Wow. There is, yeah, there's so much to say on this topic. I don't I think know. I'm going to remember everything. But there are, there's a Turkish scholar that wrote a book about the young Turks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the there Taner, are... Tu- Taner Akjam, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are Turks that 
admit, you know, the genocide occurred. And, you know, um, uh, this is important. Um, I wanted to mention this about Cenk. So uh, he did the Turkish Coalition of America. Mm -hmm. They 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 held a youth leadership. um, Where is this? He supports the TCA, which is an organization known for denying the Armenian genocide and prevent its teachings in schools or whatnot. So Jank, they have like this yearly thing that they do, um, and they have um, popular genocide deniers on that. One of which was Dennis Hastert, I believe mm-hmm. his name, oh which Democrat, right? It Leading was the, the it was the Speaker of the House. Pedophile, right? From Michigan, a pedophile. He went to jail for that. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. And he he was leading the impeachment of Trump, by the way. And so they have people like him and Cenk giving speeches at this. So uh, Kate Nahabedian told Ana Gasparian on Twitter, okay, then can you address why Cenk is still working with this organization in recent years? Can you please say that? And Ana didn't say anything about that. So I think, you know, he could say the genocide occurred, but just look at his actions. God damn. Yeah, well, the, 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 I'm speechless. The other subject we need to cover uh, today, it's important. The Turks not just denied the genocide by words, by just saying it didn't happen. They spent, they've been spending for decades tens of millions of dollars in the United States hiring the most expensive U.S. lobbying firms in Washington hiring the the major leaders of Congress when they retire from Congress, like Dennis Hastert worked for the Turkish lobby, uh, and many others who were Speaker of the House or Majority Leader, they end up under the Turkish payroll. And uh, Dennis Hastert was the Speaker. It, it came out, the Vanity Fair did a major expose. They were getting, he was getting cash, cash in bags, bag full of cash during his campaign from Turks. Oh my! And did we sell each other out? Yeah, it's and unbelievable well, what people do to their fellow man for a dollar. And, 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 and he was a pedophile. And when the, oh. the Turks invited him to visit Turkey, and they would send young Turkish boys to his hotel room. Oh my oh, god! Wow. Oh my goodness! And, 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 I didn't know and, that part. And, and Hastert is the one that uh, blocked the voting on the Armenian Genocide Resolution in the House when he had said that he will. He came to Glendale. Dennis Hastert, I remember, and he said, I'm going to let the vote go on. And then last minute, half hour before the vote came, uh, came, uh, came he, uh, he blocked the vote. It wouldn't allow it because it would have passed overwhelmingly. The, going back to uh, your question about genocide recognition, the, uh, I'm going to give the highlights. I mentioned the 1951, the U- U.S. official documents sent to the World Court. But that's, that's not the only thing. Uh, then, then we go to 1975, when there was a resolution adopted by the House of Representatives, uh, unanimously adopted, saying Armenian Genocide and commemorating April 24 as the anniversary of the Armenian Genocide, 1975. Then a second time, a, a similar resolution came out to vote again in 1984 in, in the House. Again, it, was, it, it passed overwhelming majority. And then the, f- the fourth item is in 1981, April 22nd, President Ronald Reagan issued a presidential proclamation as president, not candidate, as president, talking about the Armenian Genocide and the Jewish Holocaust and, and uh, Cambodian Genocide. So we, we have at the highest level, we have 
two congressional resolutions. We have President of the United States. We, we have a world court document. What else do we need to have it recognized? When we look at the list of the countries that are re- recognized genocide, most of those countries have adopted the resolution in their own parliament, which is similar to the Congress. So if those countries, we recognize that they recognize genocide, we acknowledge it, then U.S. also is on the forefront of these countries. It's just that people get confused by our uh, uh, chicken shit presidents who are scared of, of Turkey of saying genocide because Turks will be upset. You know, we should not be scared of Turkey. Turkey should be scared of us. Who's the superpower? Yeah. It's very shameful. It's so, it's, to, well, to Israel's in play. Yeah. Israel's in play. Yes. Everybody needs Turkey because no one else gets along there. It sucks. I also want to add um, Hollywood is another wing of the propaganda machine. And this is how, you know, movies are politics too. And so they tried to do this movie uh, called 40 Days of Musadar. Mm-hmm. And I, it didn't work out. <laughs> I mean, the Turkish lobby really tried... Have you watched The Promise? Yes, with my mother. We cried. Talk about that movie. So it finally happened. We had a movie. So we get one. My Hebrew friends get one for every person lost. We only get one movie. And they they went through hell making that movie, too, because of the Turkish lobby and all that. It's It's a wonderful movie. It's so well done. It's beautifully written, and it was a great movie, and I'm just, yeah, wow. In, back in the 30s, the, uh, there was a, a writer, an Austrian writer called Franz Werfel, mm-hmm. and he wrote a book, 40 Days of Musada. Yes. It, it tells the story of the, a group of Armenians during the genocide who escaped to the mountain, and they had the guns, and the Turkish army came surround the mountain, wanted to kill them. They defended themselves. And then some, it's on very close to the Mediterranean Sea. And then some French ships came and they made a big sign letting the French know that there are uh, Christian Armenians being killed. So the at night they escaped. They came on board the ships and escaped. So this story, MGM bought the rights, the script, to make a movie. And they start hiring major Hollywood actors, etc. And the Turkish ambassador in Washington heard about it. And he complained to the State Department. The State Department wrote to uh, MGM uh, owners, and they blocked the movie from being made. Oh, my God. It's because they just don't want anyone talking about this genocide, and they want to talk about the other one. It's unbelievable to me, and it's so tragic. It's just like, why do people do this to each other? It's just so sad, right? I mean, it's just tragic. Now the the other money ruins everything. The other important part of this story before before we leave today, we should cover it. It's why are the Turks so scared of being accused of committing genocide? There are several reasons why. The first one is that they 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 brag about how proud they are to be Turks, just like the the young Turks. So when you when you tell them your grandparents committed genocide, they go, what? My grandparents, they were the nicest people. They would never kill a fly. So they refused to accept. And uh, Erdogan, the current president of Turkey, said, oh, uh, we're we're good Muslims. A good Muslim will will not kill anybody. Well, yes, if they were good Muslims, but they were not good Muslims. 
they they did not believe in in religion. A, a really man of religion of any religion would would not touch anybody. That that I accept. But they were not. They used religion as an excuse to provoke the incite and provoke the people, the 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 mobs, the masses against the Christian Armenians. But they didn't believe it themselves. They were they were bad Muslims themselves. So anyway, that's the that's the first reason because yep. that, it's their pride. Wow. The, the second reason is that. Armenians always say, and I've heard this ever since I was a child, uh, around the world, we, we say this, we've said this a million times, well, Armenians demand three R's from Turks. Recognition, restitution, and return of the lands, of the homeland. So those three R's. So the Turks have heard this a million times. So, so even the most ignorant Turk knows that Armenians are after three things. So what's the first thing that Armenians want? Recognition of genocide. Yeah, for sure. So, so, so the Turks are not stupid. They're very clever. They see that Armenians are, want three things. First one is recognition. So, so it's very simple. You say, no, there was no genocide. You don't recognize it. If you don't recognize it, then there's no t- number two or number three. Then you block two and three. Because if you recognize one, you're going to pay amends, and then you're going to give the land back, historic Armenian homeland that they took over. So, so that's the reason. But I, my answer to the Turks who say that, because they're ignorant. They don't know international law. Under international law, Armenians do not need to wait for the Turks to acknowledge that they killed in order to file a lawsuit in international court. Right. And unfortunately, in, in international court, only governments can sue. Individuals, organizations, political parties cannot sue. Only governments are a member, have the right to sue. So... Armenia has its own share of problems uh, ever since yeah. independence, a young country. So they're the last people now they want to get in a war with, with the most powerful country in the region, Turkey. Turkey has the second largest army in, in NATO after the United States. And they're the 15th yeah. largest economy in, in the world. So and Armenia, Nobody wants to mess with that. Yeah, Armenia is Armenia super is a tiny t- little thing. Yeah. And they barely survive. Wow. They already have a war with Azerbaijan over Nagorno-Karabakh. So already they have their hands full with the, with, with the war. That's why we have to strengthen Armenia. You yeah, know? The thing is, a lot of people who are criticize Armenians for talking about the genocide, like, oh, it's victim mentality. I don't see them doing anything for Armenia, though. If you want to move past that victim mentality that you're talking about, why don't you try to help create businesses in Armenia, visit Armenia even, which they don't, or, you know, help strengthen the military somehow, or, you know, the families of the fallen soldiers. Try being nice. How about that one? Good luck. Yeah. Money and power just ruin everything. I wanted to also, we wanted to talk about Operation Nemesis. Right. What ended up happening to the Young Turks? You have to. If there's a movie, the next movie that has to be on the genocide, it has to be about the uh, what happened to the Young Turks, Operation Nemesis. All right. So what happened after a couple of important things? After the genocide, when the Allies took over the, the country, a lot of the Turkish leaders, the masterminds of the of the genocide, they uh, escaped to Germany, they, which was their former ally. And uh, Turkish courts held trials of this uh, masterminds of the genocide. The Young Turks. And, and of the Young Turks. And a lot of them were sentenced to death. And, uh, you know, not everybody escaped. Uh, the top leaders escaped, but there a lot of middle-level uh, people. They arrested them and put them in jail. The Turkish court. So this is pre-Nuremberg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is very important that the Turkish court itself sentenced these people for their crimes. And, and, and then the leaders 
uh, there were the three of them. They're called triumvirate: uh, the Kamal, Jamal, and uh, them. They sound like Jackson Five. Uh, yeah, they were assassinated. Oh, they were. Yeah. So, so uh, the Ar- 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 Armenian Revolutionary Federation, they sent undercover young men to seek them out who were hiding in Germany, m- blending in with the society and staying away from uh, public places. But they found out who they are, where they are, and they put a bullet in the, in the heads and yeah. killed every one of those leaders. So some in uh, Berlin. Those are them. And, and, and some in... They uh, got assassinated. Uh, and, and, and some in uh, R- Rome. That's what happened to the young Turks, okay? Yeah. Got taken out. Right. Got taken Good. Out. Good, man. Unbelievable. How, how many young Turks would you say was like... Well, the the key, the key ones that we, we yeah. know about, we've studied, is about 100. 100? So 100 yeah. took... But those three are the leaders that you're seeing on the screen. So 100 people did all that? Yeah. Fuck. Well... Yeah, yeah, no, they, I, they I know, but... Yeah, 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 but I'm just saying, like... Like, like Talat, their leader, he gave the orders. He sent a telegram to every town around the empire, to to the local mayors and governors, say, collect all the Armenians and take them out and kill them. Oh, yeah, and they even had, like, crazy crazies in prison. They took right. out those crazies in prison they to go and kill them. They released the prisoners. They released the prisoners to, kill to go Armenians. and kill Armenians. Oh, God damn. Well, running everywhere. this is insane, and I'm sorry. I've been shocked the whole time. It's just hard to hear. It's just really hard to hear. Just that there should be a golden rule and should rule them all. It's a golden rule for everybody, not just some of the people. And it's really sad that money makes people turn their head to tyranny and injustice. And it's really sad. Rich people really fuck with poor people, man. And it's all over cash, and it doesn't have to be. It's super sad. Man, that sucks. Uh, I want to thank both of you for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. It was a good show. I didn't talk a lot because I was pretty, like, blown away. You guys are great. Thank you for doing the show. And, uh... Hopefully, we'll see you guys soon. Take care. Okay. That was great. I'm going to use the restroom and take a picture with you.